Welcome to PPR Podcast number 62. My name is Paul. Your name is Bert. It's brought to you by Renovation Realty. Well, we're grateful that they're sponsoring the podcast. Would you like to introduce the man in the middle? Uh, super athlete for Granite Hills, Joaquin Thomas Jr. Hey, Joaquin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Well, we're, we're, we're grateful that you made time for us. Uh, talk a little bit about the season so far. You said what? Well, tell us about your season so far. Uh, the season's going pretty good. Uh, teams coming really, teams starting to get together and we're starting to play with one another. Um, say beginning of the season, we were still knocking out the kinks here and there, but since we got that down under control, we've been just rolling, just doing what we have to do each week against all these teams. You guys are, I mean, because we're getting to the point where it's playoff time and everybody's doing the seedings. Um, I mean, for you, for me, you guys are the clear, clear favorite in Division Two. But who else? Who else do you think is is possibly uh, a thorn in your side in Division Two? Um, we've been seeing Mayor Mason's been doing pretty good down there. Um, we heard a little bit about Ramona, but other than that, we're not really worried about any of these teams because we we played all D one schedule and we're doing pretty good so far. So I think we should be able to rock and roll. Was playoffs hit? Well, and there's also Central, which you got, which is always a tough place yeah, to play. Yeah, and, and, and they're always out. off the horizon because you don't really see. Yeah, you don't get to see them. You don't get to know much about them. You go into that crazy environment after a three-hour bus ride. That's yeah. always interesting. All right, well, but we'll get to that. When you're a Division two school, and I, you know, I, I, I think. I, I think even at the PPR, we're guilty of this a little bit. A lot of the attention goes to the open division schools, maybe a few D1 schools who are trying to be open division schools. When you're in Division Two, do you feel sometimes left out of the conversation? Does that upset you? Or is that a chip on your shoulder? Is that a motivating tool? Um, well, yeah, because um, ever since I transferred to Granite, we've always been D1, and this is the year that we've been D2, so it's like, it's like a... It's like a stab in the back but it's football and it's life we can't do anything about it so i mean now all we have to do really is just show teams why we belong in d1 and i think i think really after that madison game i think we really showed a lot of teams that we don't belong in d2 and that we should get moved up next year so i, I got a question for you that well it, can you follow up on that though on what because he's talking about the madison game you guys gave madison a, a tougher game than cathedral did so, I mean, going, how were you able to do that? Um, going into the week, uh, playing them last year twice, going to the regular season playoffs, playoffs season by one point. It's so all we really went into that game, like really trying to get after it, knowing that this team we lost by one year, uh, one point in the playoffs. And that whole week, our, our defensive coach, Coach Vincent, this has been just pounding us. We have to be physical. We have to play with less mistakes as possible. And the team really just, it just really clicked in our head. And we just came out and we bowled, held them to zero points until the fourth quarter. And then just minor mistakes happened, what killed us at the end. But other than that, we just came out hot. We just came out ready to play. And Madison was getting all the attention. So it was like, we'll bring some attention to them too. <laughs> so which, which was worse for you then? The one point last year or the fourth quarter comeback this year? Well, I'm actually, I'm really proud of how my team, my offense and defense played this year. I'd probably say last year we had more mistakes than we did this year. So I'm going to say last year was worse. Because this year, I, after that game, I loved every single dude. They played their ball, they balled their hearts out, and I couldn't just ask for anything more. 
So I have another question I was going to ask before. Explain something to me. I'm taking me through this. So on your Twitter, you have a pinned tweet from when you were at Helix. Was that your freshman year? Uh, uh, yeah, I went to, I attended Helix my freshman year. Freshman and then a month before we played the six games of COVID year. So why'd you go to, how come you left? Well, I left Helix because I just felt like freshman year was cool. Like it was fun. It was all right. But once I really started to lock in and just realize, okay, football is what I'm doing. I'm getting all this attention. It was like, I need to put myself in the best situation possible. And granted, I live three minutes away from Granite. I've been known to coaching staff since middle school. And I was just like, I might as well just give Granite a shot. I gave it a shot, sophomore year went pretty good. And ever since then, just been blossoming up. So when, so when every week we see you on PPR, you know, I mean, you play quarterback, running back, uh, receiver, slot. I mean, you play everything, and it seems like you, you know, pick six interceptions, touchdowns. So you're kind of leaving that up pin for Helix to keep looking at? Or who, 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 every week when they show? At the end of the day, they're our last game of the regular season, and we play them at home at their house, and it'd just be like, it'd be like a little get-back game. Can I, being that you've experienced both programs now, Helix being one of the, let's face it, they're one of the preeminent programs in the county, right? Yeah. Mm. So you, you experienced how Helix runs a football program, and now you're at Granite Hills. What are the similarities? What are the differences? Do you have all the bells and whistles that you had at Helix, or, or is it identical? Is, there, is it night and day difference? I would say start with similarities is the coaching. Uh, when I was there freshman year, they had a really good coaching staff from D-line, O-line, offense, defense. And so I'd probably say what similarities are Granite. Granite has a great head coach, Coach Cobb, our defensive coordinator, Coach Vinny, amazing dude. It's like everywhere you go, you have great coaches in the positions making us players better. Um, differences, I'd probably say, I'd probably say a little bit of the intensity because Helix stayed they're the dogs, and they train you like some dogs every day at practice. And granted, granted, they train you, they push you hard, but Helix was just like, it was over the top. It was crazy, but I pushed through it freshman year, got through it, and I'll probably say that's had to be the similarity and difference. So I also noticed you just committed. Did you commit to the SDFNL All-Star Game, or you just got the invite? Are you going to do it? Yeah, I just got the invite, I think, I would say this weekend, and, yeah, I'm going to be attending that. So how do you feel on that? Because I know there's... I mean, do you do one game or do you, because you'll get invited to the Spanos game too, I'm sure. Are you going to do two I, games? I think, I'm pretty sure because at the end of the season, uh, this is my last class I get to play with. And some of these kids I haven't played with since youth football, back when we all played three stakes. So it's like, I want to get as many times possible that I get to play with these kids one more time before we all go off to college. And that's a good point because people don't realize that in these all-star games, a lot of, you know, I mean, you get to play with all the guys you play with in youth. You get to come back on the same team with them. I mean, just experience you can never get that you just. But how much of it is also part of the recruiting visibility game? I mean, another chance yeah. to be seen and recruited. Now, is, does that factor in? I mean, a lot of coaches ask, uh, are you participating in the all-star games? Have you got any all-star game invites? So now it's like it's a big thing now. And for me to be able to say, yeah, I've gotten a couple of two. Um, invited to a couple of them, it like it helps boost that process a little more. So it's also for recruiting, and it's also for just having one last ride with your brothers. So you're kind of like Samuel Cooper a little bit, quarterback, running back, slot. Um, 
QB, corner, special teams. I mean, you play everything. I mean, I don't think people realize yeah. the, the football IQ you have to have to play every single position and do it well where you're up on, you know, every, every highlight's in a different position every we week. We couldn't do it. I know I couldn't do it either. I couldn't remember the play calls uh, the, just to get... Yeah, how much work is that that you have to, I mean, literally you have to know the playbook for, and, and to excel at every every spot. I mean, how much work is that or does it come easy to you? Well, it started off, it started off difficult because playing five different positions all on the offensive side of the ball, I had to learn the whole playbook. Then I had to learn which each play runs at this position, that position. So once I like, because my dad coaches me now, so it's like every day at the house, okay, we're going through the playbook, we're looking at these plays, what do you do here, here, and there. And I feel like since he's been pushing me so hard, I've been just able to get it, lock it in. And when I play the position, I don't just play him just to play him. I play him to dominate in the position. So if coach says, hey, I need to play quarterback this game, I'm going to go out and play like I'm Pat Mahomes. So... And now, now that it's fresh in my head and it's locked in the back, it's it's coming pretty easy. Give us your favorite play call in the huddle. How, how do you guys do? You have a lot of words, or is it just simple one word stuff? Take us into the huddle. Give us a call. It's it's fifty fifty. It's just 50/50. make it up. You don't know the difference. <laughs> just make up anything. No, man. don't. Hey, Joaquin, we don't make it up. Take us. Do, is it formation? Give us. Give me a like. First play of the game uh, Friday night. What's it going to be? First play, most likely we're going to go trips right over X Y scatter F pop. Well, not now that you gave it to everybody that watches. So that's a pass play. It can be. Oh, so that's a read pass option deal. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. See, aren't you my my football acronym? Yeah, it's, it's, it was right there. I picked yeah, up on you're it. up there with everybody. So the pop Bill is what? Belichick. Is that what does the pop refer pop to? Because um, in in our play call, there's certain stuff that's called for certain positions. So trips right over Three, for the receivers. Right. Scatter tells the lineman what they need to do. Then the F pop is for the running back. So each thing is broken up to what each position needs to hear. And we have signals too. So if you don't hear the play, you look at the signal. So it's like you got to look. You got to know both the signals and the play. Mm-hmm. The game is more sophisticated than when you played. Oh yeah. Sir. Whoa, whoa, whoa! He's he's <laughs> with her, Joaquin. So I, I, I want to bring out a story. He just called you old. I, I think. know. He called us both old. Oh yes, wait. You're, you're right, kid. Don't worry. It is. I was at. You know, the first time I saw you was um, I was doing the Oceanside. I think it might have been the first round of playoffs, and they were playing you guys in Oceanside. And I noticed you, and I kept saying, and then I asked the guy next to me who you were, and the guy ended up being your dad. Which I didn't even know. So, I didn't. So, does he coach you? Or I mean, is it yeah, youth or is he on the staff there? Because he wasn't on the yeah, staff last year. He was. He's our running back coach. But you know, as me being a son, I don't play running back. Yeah. As much anymore. He still finds his way around the field to where I am to coach me up a little bit. Well, let's talk about that father-son relationship because it's great that you get to share it on such an intimate basis. I can see the plus side of that. I can also Ooh. see the downside of. Well, you get to share it on an intimate yeah. base. Bay- <laughs> Your expression s- suggests to me that you know what I'm talking about. Could you uh, put it in words for us, please? 
So obviously the good sides of having dad coaches. Oh, choose your dad. words wisely. Choose your words wisely <laughs> right, here. Come on. All right, do it again, Joaquin. Tell us why. Uh, tell us the, the pluses and the minuses. Uh, pluses and the minuses of having your dad coaches. You get that bond with him every single day. You guys have something to bond over and just build that relationship. And as my dad being someone that's almost made it to the next level, went to D1 at KU, and so it's like, now I listen to him because before I didn't realize like, oh, this guy just, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But, but now that I'm getting older and I'm starting to realize he has a lot of stuff that he can teach me because he was at that next level. So I just listen to everything he has to tell me. I just take it in. And the downsides is I mess up one time. Once I'm hearing it at practice, I'm hearing it on the phone, on the way home, I'm hearing it as soon as I have entered the house. So it's like that I'll probably say that's the only downside, but other than that, it's just nothing but positive. <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. So what do you got you said you're at home, so what else do you do besides football? I know you got you got is I mean, do you have other sports or you just kinda of focus on football year round? You got hobbies, what do you do? Uh other than football, uh, I play I run track. And I play basketball. And when those aren't being done, I probably say I'm at home and study, get my studying out the way. And then other than that, I'm just average teenage kid to hang out with friends, play the video game every now and then. What's your video Not game of choice? Game. What's, what's, what's your the, video game? What's your video game of choice? I'm about to go. I'm not like a Madden or 2K guy. I'm more like a Call of Duty type of guy. You don't want to ask him something too? We get this a lot. I mean, I think football's changed so much, high school in the last three or four years, you know, because they're relying every year. Who's your Who's your rival now? It's, it seems like there's there are no real rivals anymore except maybe the Holy Bowl, you say, but oh, they all seem to get mixed around with these division changes, seeding. I mean, who who is your rival? I mean, it probably used to be Grossmont. I, yeah, I think it was Grossmont, and then they said steel for a while. But then now this year, since this is the first year we've ever played Christian 15 seconds down from our high school, they said that was our rivals. So I'm like, I, I couldn't tell you. They, it changed the three years I was there. Yeah, that's the crazy part. Did you play, have you already played Christian this year? Yes, sir. How'd we that go? They won by 40. You, you, you thrashed them, right? Oh. For the first time playing them ever, we, we, we crashed them. <laughs> See, that's the problem. First time playing them ever, now we have to consider that a rivalry. I well, think that's I mean, the part we miss yeah. when they division, realign these schools uh, and divisions. Yeah, and I think uh, a lot of people were, talked about that when they were doing it, and no one gave it any heed because... We don't care about rivalries yeah, anymore. But I, I think that's the kind of... We always had. Who was your rival? Uh, O'Hara and Bonner. We had two rivalries. So you had two. Yeah. All right, young man, tell us about the recruiting process. Uh, you have three stars next to your name. What is it? How does that translate into the phone ringing? Um, yeah, I got rated three star. I want to say middle sophomore year, kind of towards the end. And once I seen the stars, it felt good. You know, that I'm being recognized by higher up recruiting level people. But now that I've grown up and got older, I realized some of these stars don't matter because I've seen many four three-star athletes that I know this Joe Schmo that doesn't have no stars, no publicity to his name, that's way better than he should be. So once I got the stars, in the beginning I was pretty happy. I was like, yeah, that's cool. 
but now I'm like, okay, it's just a star. Like, I appreciate you for recognizing me as that, but I just got a ball at the end of the day. And it, it helps the recruiting a little bit, but most coaches, they say they don't care. Three, four, five stars, they say if you're a baller, we're going to come find you. So that's how it's been going pretty far. Uh, I got a lot of schools every day hitting the Twitter, but I don't know if my dad runs it. So he just comes and tells me. Uh, I'll probably say top ones right now. I'm going to have to say Nevada, SDSU, Cal Poly, Idaho. And one that's been biting at the door recently a little bit, probably have to say go with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's been biting pretty hard. Now, because we have this conversation, as you might imagine, every time with every kid who is like yourself, who is being recruited both in town, Aztecs, out, out of town. Can you talk a little bit about, the, there, I understand the reasons why you want to leave home and get, get, get out from mom and dad a little bit. What are the reasons to stay and play for the Aztecs and try to be part of that program that be the part of that local contingent of kids that takes SDSU to the next level? I was going to say, because I have SDSU as one of my top schools, is one of my tops. And I'll probably say because I'm in my hometown, you know, but all my roots are back home in the South. But it's being in San Diego, being able to play at that new stadium and just surrounded by people that from the same place as you, a lot of friends, a lot of peers. So it's like it, you won't get that feeling at another college like you would get at home. And especially when SSU's 10 minutes down the street, I'd be closer to parents. I stay in touch with a lot more friends, and I feel like I wouldn't get I wouldn't get homesick as I would if I went out of state. All right, can I can I just follow up? Yeah, because you said your front your roots are back south, young man. Tell me your family history. I I, I just assumed you were a native San Diegan. Oh uh, no no no, um, yeah. So actually, my pops was from born in Mississippi, raised in Kansas. Went to Florida for a little bit, then once got into the military, got stationed over here in San Diego, and I took that into consideration too because I've been I visited back to my mom uh, to my mom's side, and my mom's side was cool, it was fun, but it's just like you don't get that same feeling in the South, especially when your dad was there and he's a big name in his town, and he went to KU, so it's like once I went back home on his side and then all the family. It was like, everybody's walking around. Oh, you're Scooby, because I used to call him Scooby back home. So like, oh, you're Scooby son. <laughs> you look just like him, I've been seeing you. So it's like, you just get that, you get that family, that family welcoming everywhere you go. So, and I've been taking that into consideration because I was thinking, do I want to go to a major college or do I want to go to an HBCU? Because recently I had Jackson State hit me up on the Twitter and they want me to come out to a game and they've been texting me, really liking me, and they were like, it's just up to you if you want to come to HBCU or not. So I've been taking that into consideration as well. HBCU, prominence-wise, is getting bigger by the day, and thanks to the guys like Primetime and 
and we've had uh, Herm Smith on, well, a couple kids from, uh, from Lincoln are there, and we, we, we carry their games now on KUSI, so we're seeing the, the quality of football is really good. Yeah. And, and you can be recognized easily by the professional ranks because it's the visibility. So mm-hmm. how that that's an interesting decision. Do you think you're leaning in that direction? I would say I'm thinking I'm, th- I'm putting that in my top school because not only would I be back home in the South and just surrounded by my dad's side of the families, it's more of the school and about how they welcome me in. And not only that, I'd be being coached by, if not arguably one of the greatest corners to ever play NFL football. So it's like, there's no better teacher to be taught by than him. Yeah, I I imagine he knows a few tricks of the trade that the average Joe doesn't. And that's good. We talked about that earlier with uh, Roderick flipping. I mean, if you're from the South, it's just, it's a different world. I mean, it's family, it's culture. I mean, everybody's together. And then you go someplace like, you know, LA, you're not going to be comfortable there. I don't care what you say. So, you know, I mean, I visited down there, and the reason I didn't go down south because I wasn't from there, and it was so different. I mean, it's cool, but it's just not what I'm used to. So you have to go where you feel comfortable. Boy, so you have a pretty big decision to be made. Yeah. When are you going to make that? I'm waiting. I'm trying to, trying to get this season out the way, and when that time comes, I have to make a decision. I'm going to talk it over with my family and my coaches and to see what I feel is best for me. You know what I'm going to ask them next? No. Yeah, you do. What am I going to ask him to do next? Uh, you're going to ask him to come make that decision on KUSI. Hey, Joaquin, why do you make, when you make that decision, why do you make it live on KUSI? Uh, it'd be an honor to be an honor. Um, we're going to exchange cell, uh, cell phones after this, okay? Okay. Because, uh, hey, especially, either way, we win. If you stay, at S- stay in town, it's a big story for us locally. If you go to HBCU, well, it's a big story for us because on Saturdays we're carrying the game. So either way, we win. So, uh, please, we have roots now to, and if you go somewhere else, it's still a big deal because you're on our air. So, I hope, I'm not going to pester you, but I want you to know the invitation exists. Thank you. I would gladly take that invitation. Um, I don't even know why you put a counter on it. I look at your counter. You are over every single day, and you don't even look at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at because you know why we started early, and I want to get as much time. I, I, mean, I don't get to talk to this, you know, these kids very often, and this is as, I enjoy this conversation. I hope you do too. Uh, tell us about you, you talked about the coaching staff there. What makes Coach Cobb a, a good coach? I would say Coach Cobb makes him a good coach because not only is he a coach, he's a he's just he's a great person. He's just a fantastic person to be around because you get a difference between Coach Cobb's on the field Coach Cobb and you get a different Coach Cobb when he's teaching at school Coach Cobb. I probably say that's what really makes him stand out to me is because we all, all football players have first period weightlifting. We're all waking up at, most of us waking up at 6 a.m. Then we got to be there after school, 8.20. And most of us are tired. We're not in the mood for anything, but it's just Coach Cobbs knows how to wake us all up. He's such a friendly dude, cracks jokes with us all the time. And it just, I just feel like, I just feel like I don't have that connection with any other coach in the county other than at my school. What happened there? You get hit by a football or something? <laughs> oh, no, I just started slipping. <laughs> so are you at school right now or are you at home? He's at home. I'm at home. Are you guys on break? 
No, I have a, I have a, I have my driving test in a. Hold, 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 hold it! Your yeah. your driving test as a senior. Look, COVID <laughs> year, COVID year messed me up pretty bad. It messed me up terribly bad, and I had to. I went to go take the courses, but I couldn't take the courses because of COVID. And then I had to wait till my junior year. Then I had to wait six months, and then. But now it. Uh, Come I'm, on. I'm yeah, sorry. You, right. you don't say you can't get away from your dad. You don't even have a license. He's going to be driving you to prom. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I get it today. So after everything else, uh, prom, hoco, <laughs> winter formal, everything, I'm pulling up by myself. <laughs> so can you parallel? What's the hardest part? Parallel parking? Well, actually, that's not on the test no more. No, you get. I flunked twice because of parallel parking. There's no parallel parking. There's no freeways. There's no highways. Oh, you guys what? have it easy. What do you have to do? Open, turn it on? Turn the car yeah. on? Parental? Turn it on. Drive down the street. Pull up to a curb. Oh. Reverse the curb. And, and then you have a Tesla that self-drives and does it for you. It's like, good Lord. Oh, that's soft. That is. You're soft. Man. Jeez. All right, well, um... So uh, as we as we wrap this up, talk a little bit about your family and uh, the people that are important in your life. Obviously, I thank both my parents, mom and dad. Um, dad from the south went to the military, retired 22 years. Um, Which branch? Navy. So he's a Navy guy. Was he on a Was he ever on a station on a ship? Yeah, he he was. He actually was stationed on a ship. I think it was a day after I was born. So he went with my mom, went to the delivery room. I was delivering the next day he got stationed on ship for about like six, seven months. And then came back and then he got stationed again on ship when I was about four or five. And then after that, he didn't get stationed anymore. Retired after 22 years, did military police as well. And then for a while he did uh, NCIS, which really, that's now, that's what I'm, I want to major in. I want to major in criminal, criminal justice. So, so I want to become. You, you don't uh, get away with anything then, huh? I mean. And pushing me and been telling me all about the NCIS, something like that. So there's no getting away with anything. There's no excuse that you're oh, dead. <laughs> he sees through everything, I bet. Pastor, I go to church every Sunday. <laughs> help him preach sometimes so I'm always I'm always on watch I'm always on watch and I'm always behaving like this all right well then let's tap into your inner pastor as we wrap this up what's your message to young kids who you know not everyone has what you have you have obviously a strong family unit uh, you have your head screwed on your shoulders pretty right pretty you know you're not you don't you don't ride too high you don't ride too low share your message with people who may be not as fortunate as you? Um, I would have to say my message to the kid coming up, just stay focused, just put put your mind what you want to do, and I promise you with the hard work, the effort, the training, you will get there. Don't get caught up in all these, oh, he has 35 offers, he's a four-star, five-star. At the end of the day, you can only pick one college, so work towards that one college and just put your mind to it. Just go after it. And lastly, never forget God. God is number one. You gotta put him in front of anything you do. And without him, 
I don't think I'd be in the situation I'd be in right now. I give praise to him every day, every night, and I'm just very thankful for the blessings he's made in my life. Young man, I can't think of a better way to end this interview. We, we, we appreciate your time. I'm going to text you my phone number. You text me yours back when you, or okay. no. I'll give you are you? I'll get I'll yours from. Uh, but let's stay in touch. Stay okay. healthy. See what you're hitting. Keep your head yes, up. Sir. Play with your head up, and uh, we will uh, be in touch. We'll see you on Gala Night, okay? Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Akeem. Everybody, turn this podcast off because it is now over. <laughs>